uh, well, you all, it is the start of a new semester, no duh. Uh, but for us and Wednesday night, uh, that means it's the start of a new sermon series. And we're going to be kicking off a series tonight um, that we're calling 10 Essential Questions. Uh, every week, uh, we're going to come together uh, in this space, hopefully, right, right, that, that we'll continue to be allowed to come together in this space. And we're going to ask one essential question uh, about who God is or about who we are, why the world is the way that it is. Uh, what does it mean to live the Christian life, and so on? Uh, these are questions that um, are essential in the sense that they are basic, but they're also foundational. Uh, these are sort of the answers to these questions are something that you really could build a life on, uh, really build uh, your faith upon. Uh, if you are brand new to Christianity and you're not sure what to make of all of this, you're not maybe sure uh, what to make of Wednesday Night Fellowship, I want you to know that we're really, really glad that you're here, and um, and and I can relate. I, I, I we've all sort of been there. Uh, just I think for all of us, just being back on campus and and being in spaces like this uh, is a little bit different. It's a little bit new, uh, and it's okay. Uh, we're glad that you're here, and I think uh, a series like this is a really great place to start. Uh, it's a really great place to start uh, your exploration. If you're coming to uh, this campus and you've been following Jesus for a long time, I want you to know this is also a great place for you too. Uh, these are questions that are really uh, great for you to re-examine, re-explore. And uh, this is a great time and it's a great space for you to sort of deepen uh, your roots, to fall more in love with Jesus uh, and to grow. We're going to start our series tonight actually not with a question, uh, but with a psalm which is kind of a fancy word for prayer. Uh, the Psalms were prayers that were written by many folks, and they were often sung. We heard the first seven lines, the first seven verses uh, of Psalm 34, which was penned by a guy named King David. What I want to do tonight is to simply focus on one of those verses. It's a verse that was found uh, right in the middle, and it's verse four, and it reads this way. I sought the Lord, and he answered me. And he delivered me from all of my fears. Now, I take it as a starting point that whenever we go to God, we go to him as we are. And who we are are people who have all kinds of questions, who have all kinds of fears, and who have all kinds of doubts. I imagine if God were here tonight on the stage, we would all pepper him with some questions because we all have questions for God, do we not? Now, oftentimes, the reason why we go to God in the first place is because we are facing some sort of hardship or difficulty. When we are in situations like that, the questions just rise to the surface, don't they? It was certainly true of David in Psalm 34. If you read between the lines, and frankly, if you just read the lines, we see that he's in trouble. We see that he's afraid. And that so much of his life seems uncertain. I imagine we can all relate to some of those feelings, right? Those experiences. This experience of being afraid, of being in trouble, of everything seeming uncertain, it moves David to cry out. And it moves him to pray. And it moves him to ask all kinds of questions of God and to seek answers. And again, I think we can relate to that. I have a five-year-old daughter named Willa. And whenever we tell her that we're going to go on a vacation to someplace new, she wants to know two things. 
She wants to know, first of all, are there grizzly bears there? (laughs) And then secondly, she wants to know, are there any volcanoes? And sometimes she'll ask, okay, if there are volcanoes, are they dormant? (laughs) You're like, yeah, she knows a lot about volcanoes. (laughs) But these are the things that are on the forefront of her mind when she thinks about going to a new place, right? This fear or this uncertainty, the prospect of being in a new place, make these things, grizzly bears and volcanoes, they they, they force those things to the forefront of my five-year-old's mind. Now, I doubt when you came to UVM, you were thinking about grizzly bears and volcanoes. But I guarantee you that you come to this place with questions. Even if you're a returning student, you come back to UVM uh, with questions, especially at a time like this, especially in a semester when everything is socially distanced and everything is face masked. I will venture a guess that you're asking questions like, is this place safe? Are we going to be able to finish this semester in person or are we going to have to go back to the way things were in March and April where everything seemed to be on Zoom? These are just some of the questions that you and I and all of us are asking as we embark on a new semester here at UVM. If you're brand new to UVM, these questions are being added to the normal questions that you'd be asking as a fresh student here at UVM. Like, where do I pick up my textbooks? Where the heck is Lafayette? (laughs) For real, where is Lafayette, right? How do I log on to the Blackboard? What am I going to be doing this weekend, right? And it's not just new students who are asking questions like these. Returning students are as well. Maybe you are living off campus for the first time. And maybe you're paying utility bills for the first time. You're like, how do I do that? Maybe you're living with a new roommate, right? There's all kinds of questions that you are asking and seeking answers to as you step into an uncertain semester. And then there's just the questions that everybody, and when I say everybody, I mean everybody is asking. Like, am I okay? And Who's going to be my friend? And do I belong here? We are all asking those questions all of the time. All these kinds of questions are filling your mind and they're tumbling around in your heart like socks in a washing machine, around and around, right? And I'm saying, that's cool. Let's just go to God with those questions because David did. He said, I sought the Lord. Let's follow his lead. Let's do the same. Let's take our questions to him. Fear and uncertainty and suffering, they can prompt all kinds of questions. Questions like, why me? Or how long? Or what now? But some questions that we have from God don't come from that place. They, They simply come from a place of curiosity. The world is a magnificent place, after all. And people are complex. And God, infinitely so. And we come to God, not because things are chaotic, but simply because we're curious. We want to learn new things. We want to grow. To put it bluntly, we ask questions because we don't have all the answers. And as college students, you should know that better than most, right? You're here 
to learn. You don't know everything, right? And so we come with humility and with curiosity, eager to learn. We don't have all the answers, but hey, we can go to a God who does. David does. And again, right? let's follow his lead. I sought the Lord. But I want you to pay attention to what comes next in this verse. David says, I sought the Lord. And he goes on and says, and he answered me. He answered me. He says, he, right, answered me. Not it. Right? God is not an it. He's not an abstract love force. He. God is not a philosophical construct or concept. He's a personal being. He has a mind. He has a heart in the sense that he feels things. He has emotions. He hears things and he sees things and he feels things deeply. And he answers us when we cry out and call to him. There's a theologian who wrote a book uh, called He is There and He's Not Silent. I like that title. He is there and he's not silent. See, our God, the God who made the heavens and the earth, is a God who speaks, who gets down on our level and who speaks to us in ways that we can readily understand. But God doesn't just speak. He answers us. He answers us. Think about this for a minute, because it's really remarkable. To give an answer, you've got to listen to what comes before it. And God answers you. Which is to say, friends, God listens to you. God doesn't just say, hey, you, listen to me. God listens to you. He answers you. God, who is infinitely more important and more powerful than your parents, than the president of UVM, than the president of the United States, than the president of any other country you can conjure up in your mind, he makes time for you. And he sits quietly and listens to you, and he answers you. You have an audience with him. And he wants to hear what you have to say, which is to say you can bring your questions and you can bring your fears and you can bring your doubts. And we could add, you could bring your hopes and your dreams to him and he will listen to you and he will answer you. The very personal God wants to relate to you personally. David says, I sought the Lord and he answered me. He answered me. He'll answer you too. But that's not all that verse 4 has to say. I mean, we could end there, but we shouldn't because what comes next to you is amazing. David says, I sought the Lord and he answered me and he delivered me from all of my fears. He delivered me from all of my fears. The verb there that gets translated delivered means to pick up, 
or to pull out, right? to rescue, to save. The image that comes to mind for me is that of a fireman who jumps into a burning building in order to rescue his loved ones or even strangers who are trapped inside. God is not a God who shouts good advice from the sidewalks. Like, don't play with matches or stop, drop, and roll. That's not what he does. He delivers. When God sees us in trouble, he acts. He intervenes. He is moved into action. As the Gospel of John begins in chapter 1, God moves into the neighborhood. He takes on flesh. He becomes like one of us. He enters in. And he does this in order to deliver us, in order to rescue us, in order to save us. I sought the Lord, David says, and he answered me, and he delivered me from all of my fears. This is the God, you all, that we are going to go with our questions this semester. And I imagine that you all have many. And what I want to do for you tonight is simply to encourage you to keep track of your questions. I want you to even write them down someplace, somewhere. Right? Be mindful of the questions that you have and the questions that you accumulate as you go through this semester and as you go through this life and take them to God. And here's why I think it's so important for you to do that. And why I think it's so important that you have a space like this, a space like RUF, to be able to deal with them. Here's why. The Christian life is often compared to a journey. And in fact, before Christians were called Christians, they were called followers of the way. Okay? The Christian life is a journey, which means there's lots of walking involved. Now, you all have been on on a walk. You all know what it's like to go on a hike. No matter how hard you cinch up your boots or how hard you tie up those laces or how hard you strap those straps on your chacos, whatever footwear you're wearing, no matter how hard you tighten it, right, inevitably, uh, little pieces of sand, little bits of grit and gravel, like little tiny stones work their way into your shoe or under your foot, right, in your chacos. And it's kind of like, how did that happen? It just does, okay? If you ignore it and you just keep walking, that thing is going to nag at you, right? That little piece of sand, that little piece of grit, that little piece of gravel. At first, it's more of a nuisance than anything else. It's just sort of, it's there. You can kind of feel it with every step. If you don't deal with that thing, what happens? Right? You get a blister, And if you continue to ignore the blister, if you continue to ignore the thing that's even causing the blister, soon you have an open sore. And it's not long after that that your journey comes to an abrupt end. And you can ask, well, why did so-and-so stop walking? Why did Sarah stop walking? Why did Michael or or Dolly or, or Cynthia, why did they stop walking? Well, it's not because they got crushed by some huge boulder. The reason why they stopped walking is because they didn't slow down and shake out their shoes and tend to some small stones. By way of analogy, Jesus is inviting you all on a journey. He's all in, in enjoying you on an adventure of faith. He's saying, come and follow me. 
But I guarantee you, no matter how hard you cinch up your shoes, no matter how tight you tie them, little pieces of grit, little questions, little fears, little doubts are going to slip into your life. And at first they might be a nuisance. At first they might just be this thing that nags at you with every step, but you have to tend to these stones. You have to be honest and open about the the questions that you have, the fears that you have, the doubts that you have, and you need to take them to God, seek him, bring them to him, because if you don't, well, spiritual blisters form, and then open wounds, and then you just stop walking. Not because, again, you were crushed by some huge thing, some sort of existential crisis. It's simply because you you weren't honest about your questions. We want to create space for you on this campus, and really this semester, as we go through 10 essential questions where you can do just that, and you're encouraged to do this, just that. This right here, this uh, Fleming 101 on Wednesday nights, we're going to look at some, but this is not the only space that we can do that. We can do it over coffee. We can do it over lunch. We can do it as we walk the dog. As you meet people in your quads, in your small groups, like these are people that God is putting in your life that you can be open and honest with, and you can talk about those things. I hope you take advantage um, or receive, maybe is a better way of saying it, receive as gifts the people who God has put in your life to help you to sort of shake out your shoes and to go on this journey. I, for one, would be happy to do that with you. Uh, And as I look around this room and I see some familiar faces and new ones too, I just trust that others here too would be happy to do that as well. David said, I sought the Lord. Let's follow his lead. God will answer you, and he will deliver you from all of your fears. Let's pray.